Hey kiddos, welcome to another fucking horror podcast. I'm Monique Sanchez. I'm Amy Traden. And I'm so fucking excited today because we have a very, very special guest, my amazingly good friend and the star of the new sci-fi thriller Risen, Nicole Shalmo. Yay! Hi guys, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you for being here. Yeah. So we were fortunate enough to get an early screener for this interview, and I cannot handle my life about this fucking movie. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. I am so fucking pumped to be talking about it right now. No, the second it started, I was like, Amy is going to be dying because it was all alien stuff. I'm like, this is Amy's best life. I literally like have a note in my phone where I was like, oh, it just like started off with my favorite things ever. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Like just amazing. So Nicole, how did you get involved in the project? (laughs) The million dollar question, right? (laughs) So it was a random posting on backstage that I stumbled across. And at the time... Lauren Stone was an astrobiologist and it seemed like a strong female lead. So I said, hmm, maybe I should go audition for this. And then I guess you could say the rest is history. For me, it was just seeing strong female lead, scientist, and at the time, sci-fi. Check, check, check. (laughs) Yes, please. I hope I get this part. Amazing. (laughs) And then I did. And then I did the thing. Fuck yeah. And the thing took several years to do. Yes. Yes, it did. You know, again, as independent films do when, when you don't have all of the monies. Correct. <laughs> with, a, with a blockbuster film, I feel like it's different. You know, they can, here you go. You will create this movie in the industry's timeline because we are giving you this money. Independent films, kind of a different situation there. So, mm-hmm. Did you know the, the level of sci-fi it was in the posting? So in the posting, it was more... I mean, my goodness, first of all, because from the beginning, this film went through so many different transformations. It started off a lot more about kind of climate change and using that toxin as a big wake up call. And then I think as it progressed, Eddie found that it was a more clear through line to just stick with the sci-fi. And I agree Mm -hmm. after seeing the whole film, I was like, oh, yeah, the sci-fi angle works a lot better than and it's just it's more fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But at the same time, he didn't lose any of the layers of the character that is Lauren, Mm -hmm. which is not something I'd seen before, frankly. Typically, it's that base level character. Like, oh, look, here's this semi-attractive scientist who also does X, Y, and Z, but has no depth of character because we're not spending time on that. We're going to spend time on all of the visual effects. So for this, Eddie made the choice to have Dr. Lauren Stone have some depth. (gasps) Shocker. (laughs) I really appreciated that, honestly, that she was like a well-rounded character who obviously like struggled with her own issues, obviously. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know how much to say. I don't want to like spoil anything for anybody, but I know I went back and re- I have to rewatch the trailer before I do these because <laughs> like, so what was actually in the trailer? What was not? <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, for our viewers, uh, the Eddie that Nicole is uh, referring to is Eddie Aria, who's the writer, director and producer of Risen. Yes. 
Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> of course, of course. So I'm actually, because I realize people may not know anything about this. So I'm just going to read the small synopsis from, from the press kit. Yes, please. Disaster unfolds when a meteor strikes a small town, turning the environment uninhabitable and killing everything in the surrounding area. Exobiologist Lauren Stone, a.k.a. Boss Bitch Nicole Shalmo, is called to find answers to the unearthly event. As she begins to uncover the truth, imminent danger awakens, and it becomes a race against time to save mankind. Fuck! So good! (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I couldn't help myself. (laughs) The cinematography, which was done by award-winning Australian cinematographer Susan Lumsden, is fucking outrageous it the movie is so stunningly beautiful i like can't breathe about it i couldn't handle it yeah and that was another huge thing i mean it's it's one thing to see it on set in the tiny little screen it's quite another to actually sit down and say oh man we did this yeah so yes and susan is i mean again susan and eddie together frankly I think it also really helped because Susan had the eye and then Eddie was able to say, no, I really want this shot. Mm. So the two of them together. Dream team. Of course, when you're trying to stick to a timeline, that that, al- that always gets a little edgy sometimes. But I feel like after you see the whole thing, it, that is absolutely correct. Yeah. You, you know, Eddie knew what he wanted and he got it. And also, just in case you don't know, Monique, I know you know, speaking of all of this... So we just found out that Risen won Best Sci-Fi Film at the Montreal Independent Film Festival. Fuck yeah, it did. So I do have to give a shout out to everybody. All the, yeah, thank you so much. So big shout out to the whole cast and crew of Risen. I mean, it, it, everyone worked so hard. And to actually get this recognition before the film's even released to the public is just amazing. So Yeah, I actually did see it this morning. And I wrote down the note. So it's I, so surreal, man. <laughs> it's so cool. And you know, we have a lot of listeners who are performers and are actors. And you know, you know as well as I, like you book these things, and you're like, I'm, I'm never gonna. This is never gonna see the light of day. It's never even gonna be cut. A hundred percent. Never gonna see it. So, what it does, you're like, and th- it's not only what it does, if it does. It usually looks like shit. And you're like, mm, well, <laughs> but it, you know, you're like, well, you know, No, I've never been in part of anything like that, Monique. No, definitely not. <laughs> Every single thing we've been a part of has been like top tier. A great, <laughs> but to see, it's like, and not to sound flippant, but it's like a real fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and something that I loved about it too, was I remember there was there were multiple things. One, I kept coming back to the Alfred Hitchcock quote uh, throughout that said, uh, he said, there's no terror in the bang, only in the anticipation of it. Mm. And the entire time, because it's it's a very much a slow burn. And you're just kind of like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what's going to happen? There's a thing that's going to happen. I don't know what's happening. And similarly, like uh, adjacently, I remember Quentin Tarantino being interviewed for something and, and saying how that Americans aren't great at storytelling in that you kind of know what, what everything is. And it's just like the living up to what, what you know, it's going to be. 
mm-hmm. they're not good at like unfurling a story. Mm-hmm. And I felt so engaged the entire time because I, I didn't know what was happening. It's like, what's going on? Where's this going? What's the next thing? I don't know what's happening here. And that just is a very rare experience for me as a, a film goer. Yeah. It is again, it's one of those things I feel like I just sit and go, yeah, man, I'm glad you really, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> Cause for me, uh, I knew the twist mm-hmm. that was in the script from the very beginning, the very first, uh, for all the variations that it's gone through, I knew that twist at the end from day one. So it was great because I was able to say, oh, okay. And put in the different layers and different scenes and Lauren. Yeah. But then I was the only one that had the full script, obviously. So then on set, it was like, deep breaths, no spoilers. Don't spoil the movie. Don't spoil the movie. Just pretend (laughs) you don't know the ending. How do I deflect this? Because at any point, I mean, Monique knows me well, Amy, and I'm the type of person that could be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And that time. Oh, yeah. And the ending. Oops. (laughs) It's going to be a beautiful surprise (laughs) for everyone. (laughs) I hope you enjoy. (laughs) Yes, something that was so cool about your performance and just a testament to your your talent as an actor and your craft was when the ending happened, then you're like, oh my God, like the entire performance now like makes so much sense now. Light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> totally did. It made me want to go back and honestly rewatch the movie because I was like, oh, Fuck. Okay. I bet there was a bunch of shit I didn't pick up on. I should go back. Hear that, listeners? You should watch the movie more than once. Twice. Back to back. Yeah. So we don't have to talk about this uh, if you don't want. But in the middle of filming, you did get diagnosed with brain cancer. I did. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. We can. Yeah, we can. We can go. Let's go all in on this. Let's go all in on it. (laughs) I'm real right now. I love this. I know, getting a little for real, real. Uh, Yeah, so basically, um, in May of 2018, uh, I was diagnosed with brain cancer and then went on to have brain surgery to get the tumor removed. And then we still had to finish filming. Holy shit. So, yeah. So, honestly, though, that's when it really... I mean, when you make a film, everyone very quickly becomes a family because you got to get the thing done and... It's long hours. But the way uh, Eddie and Julie, um, who's his partner, and Mm -hmm. she's also a producer on the show, and the entire cast and crew really stepped up because I, um, number one, I mean, they worked with me to get a wig because I have short hair now. And Mm -hmm. when we started filming, I had medium length hair. Right, because you underwent underwent radiation and chemo. Yes, yes. Thank you. I'm like... Skipping over all of that, but yes. No, yes, yes, so it was... Uh, I'll get to it. Go ahead, Monique. Was it great, great, great for geoblastoma? Glioblastoma, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's brain cancer, but yes. Which is the, the it's big the kind. big kind. It's, it's no, I mean... It's a walk in the park, yeah. I don't know what kind of brain cancer is a walk in the park, but yeah. Exactly. It's just brain cancer. But it's <laughs> like the really like, holy fuck, yeah. brain cancer. And then you had to undergo... Uh, six weeks of radiation and chemo every day. Yes. And then continue with the chemo, correct? Yep. So yes, I did. It was actually, um, again, it's one of these things. I was lucky enough to not have to be filming during radiation 
it was a month of radiation and then after that I got a little break and then it was a full year of chemo. So I was filming while I was still finishing up chemo. So luckily um, my husband Sheku was able to fly with me because we finished filming out in Calgary. In Canada, so he right? he was able to fly with me. In Canada, yes. Um, so he was able to fly with me to be there and then that's when everyone really stepped up because I mean, it was cold. I was not used to it. I was still just so low energy, but I'll tell you right now, everyone surrounded me with so much support on set. And honestly, looking back on it now, it's so surreal to be, to think, cause I got a call from Eddie. I mean, frankly, we had already filmed so much and mm-hmm. he said, so, you know, it's brain cancer. If you need to leave this project, I would completely understand. So, of course, for me, because Monique knows me, I'm stubborn. I'm like, Psh, brain cancer can't keep me away from this film. Fuck yeah. <laughs> We're going to finish that. <laughs> I think in a way it helped me process through a lot of that because mm-hmm. I was like, well, clearly brain cancer is not going to win this fight because we have a movie to finish filming. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> you know, but in that kind of level, and that helped a lot, because, you know, obviously very scary. And as of right now, all signs are looking great. Fuck um, yeah. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, but again, in the moment, for sure, it was a, a lot to balance. But frankly, once I said, yeah, I'm all in, the entire team on Risen was like, all right, what do you need from us? That's amazing. Yeah. Did that experience change how you approach the character or, or just your time on set? Well, it actually, it was nice because a lot of the time Lauren is just exhausted. And, and so it, it was actually made a little easier because I was exhausted. One of my favorite memories is coming to set after, during the time that I was undergoing chemo. And it used to be, you know, you go to makeup, hair and makeup. And I came on set one day and Eddie was like, don't take this the wrong way, but I don't think you'll need to spend as much time in makeup because you look really tired. (laughs) (laughs) It's like anyone else had been like, fuck you, fuck off. And you're like, no, okay, I get it. Yeah. But me, I was like, oh, thank goodness. I don't have to sit in that makeup chair any longer. Just put the wig on. Make sure I'm not shiny. I'll take my, I'll happily take my tired little eyes and just put me on my mark. I'll say my lines. You're you're methoding the fuck out of this. <laughs> exactly. So I think, yeah, it, honestly, it didn't really, other than making it, it was just easier. I didn't have to act tired because I was just straight up exhausted. So. Yeah. And also I feel like uh, a lot of the times I'm a thinker, so I slip into my logic brain a lot. And being that tired, there was just no space for that. So if anything... I think there was some of the most just genuine connected in the moment character happening with Lauren because there was just no space for anything else other to be in the moment actually listening and interacting in the most genuine way because there was no space for anything else, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, she was such a strong female character and I feel like you're such a strong female character that really, you could really tell that it, felt very true very real thank you oh my gosh of course (laughs) so i i actually don't know this about you nicole are you a fan of horror and Uh, sci-fi am i a fan i am 
I am. <laughs> how do you not know this like, about me? How dare me? you? How Although dare I you? do, uh, so uh, slight sidebar, I did um, listen to your episode, I Did It For The Pigs. Yes! Uh, it, oh my gosh. <laughs> All of you guys, if you have not listened, go back and at least listen to that one because... anyway all of this to actually answer your question yes always been a big sci-fi fan not as much horror um Mm -hmm. but i feel like now i'm getting more into that but i was always i mean i followed sigourney weaver the 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 alien franchise which i think (laughs) i did another interview and i was like you know alien the second one and i I talked to shaku aliens (laughs) note to self yeah, well, and again, even in college when we were doing fight scenes, evidently that's one of the first female on female fights is technically Sigourney Weaver fighting that what? alien. Oh shit! They classify that as one of the, if not the first, female on female fight scene <gasps> in a film. I love that. It's such a badass scene too. It honestly, is. yes. Oh, Sigourney Weaver is my hero. She's fucking. Oh my gosh, me too. Fucking lovely. Oh, seriously. <sighs> So besides the Alien franchise, do you have another, like, sci-fi that's your go-to that you're just like, fuck yes? Oh my gosh, okay, the Alien franchise, it's like, how long do we have? No. Anyway. <laughs> um, I will admit, I have since been told, um, I want to watch the Blade series. I have not seen them, and now, of course, I have to watch them. I've only, you know, Sheku basically played the beginning of the first movie, so I want to go back there. Um Gosh, what a, oh, the Underworld ah, okay. series. The first couple. So I guess that's more, it's like a, my verge between the aliens and, and the vampires and stuff. Love it. Love all that. <laughs> Do you have a zombie preference for as far as zombie movies Ooh. go? Because this ha- kind of has a touch of the, a touch of the zombies. If you want to look it. Kinda it kind of just that. touches on everything. It's like, if you're into a thing, it's going to fucking be in it. It's amazing. It does. It's like, if you want a little of this, here's that for you. Here's that for you. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, I don't know that I have seen enough zombie movies. Although I was all up in Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. But again, I guess that's that's about as far as my zombie knowledge goes. I'm sure I'll remember something afterwards, like wake up at three in the morning and be like, call Monique back. <laughs> Tell her I liked this zombie movie. <laughs> Oh, although we'll add a it, note at, at the end, be like, "By the way, by the BT Dubs, <laughs> Nicole says she loves us." <laughs> yeah, although I did, was just remembering the the Zombie Land, the the kind of comedy aspect of that. Uh, that one is stuck yeah. in my mind. I'm like, what will I remember later? <laughs> also, one of the best celebrity cameos. Oh my god! Ever. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. yes, which. I, we're not going to spoil. We won't. Because we can't. Go I, watch Zombieland, y'all. how the fuck have you not seen Zombieland if you haven't? What like, are you doing? They already have Zombieland Double Tap. Everything. Yes! Double Tap, baby. Ah, so good. I think my favorite thing about the, like, quote-unquote zombie aspect of this was, like Monique was saying, you expect zombies because of how many zombie things have been put out, that they're very aggressive and they're very immediate in their attack. So to have them so still and silent was just so ominous and it's you're right you were just like waiting Mm -hmm. for something to happen the whole time and like the terror in my Mm. stomach of like i watched it with headphones and i was like fuck something's gonna jump out like something's gonna make me jump like the whole time i was just like (laughs) shaking my hands and like oh no 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 nope nope yeah oh there's like a scene where the the autopsy scene and she like turns her back to him and i was like yes yes what are you doing are you insane 
like, no, I was like screaming alone in the house. Like, okay, I can't handle this for one second. And let me tell you right now, major props to that actor. Uh, his name is Dominic Stone. He was phenomenal, by the way, that actor. He was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, so so if you think it was creepy watching uh, Dominic on film, on set, I'm telling you right now, man, those blue eyes were legit blue contact lenses. So he was just walking around being a total creep star. <laughs> I'm telling you, and just... And I'm having to sit there next to him and, you know, and he's just such a professional and he'd be sitting so still. At crafty. And I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be in my like depressed, tired Dr. Lauren Stone mode, but you look so creepy right now. <laughs> yeah, there were definite times. I mean, he creeped us all out, but he loves every second of it. And then he'd be cracking jokes. He'd do the dead stare ahead. Oh, no, no, no. In between scenes. Uh-huh. No, 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 like, no, no. Dominic, stop it, stop it. <laughs> It's one thing to watch the movie and see this. It's another thing to have you sitting here in real life being way too in character for me. Scaring the shit out of me. Thanks. But anyway, yes, he was phenomenal to work with and, you know, such a professional about it, which frankly, you kind of have to be because as you've seen to actually have to sit that still and have that amount of focus through so many different takes. And I don't know what the if he was actually filming outdoors in the cold that whole time, but he's like not dressed for that at all in any of those scenes. And so no, like he was not portray that level of stillness in that cold weather, which was like, it was clearly like snowing around you. Yes. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. That was, that was intense, but bless his heart. Cause again, everyone was, you know, they were like, we'll put the boots on you. We'll have the jacket on you. And eventually he just said, Nope, we let's just get it done. I'll wow. Coat on back when I'm in the trailer. Holy, Holy shit. Holy shit. I didn't realize that. That's crazy. Yeah. Dominic Stone is a boss. Clearly. <laughs> 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 Holy fuck. Yeah. Again, you know, when you think about it, because we were we were all pretty cold. And at a certain point, it's like, look, if we just can get this done and then we'll all go and, you know, get warm after, let's just make it happen. Um, but yeah, man, I at least had all of the layers on those hazmat suits pretty toasty yeah fyi i was gonna say not only are they beautiful forming form fitting and making anybody look fantastic so flattering (laughs) the the number of layers i had like a full winter coat on under the hazmat suit oh shit (laughs) so yes poor dominic was out there you know sitting in the snow and the rest of us were in hazmat suits with winter coats on. Well, he didn't look like he was cold at all. He was nailing he was really it. stoic the whole time. He was yeah. nailing it. He mm-hmm. was nailing it. Yeah. Again. <sighs> Movie magic. <laughs> exactly. So, Amy, aliens are your motherfucking jam, as our listeners know. Aliens are my jam. Yeah. So, as, as also our listeners know, I'm very averse to technology and and just things that are gonna like come and fuck up everything um which so this definitely like pokes the bear of my anxieties this is (laughs) (laughs) but how did you feel about it amy i loved it i don't want to spoil too much but the the ending just like was perfection to me honestly Mm. it's so rare to see a movie end like that and i just like fuck yeah Fuck yes, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Teehee. I was like, I really don't want to say too much, but I, oh, 
I'm like feel like I'm walking on eggshells right now because I'm also one of those people who just like I I can't keep my mouth shut. Like I'll totally slip up and say some shit that'd be like I just told you not to say that. And like I know I'm the worst. I'm sorry. Welcome to my world. <laughs> but honestly, that that just makes me so happy because it's one of those things when you're a part of the project and obviously I have memories of you know this entire process and then I see it and think oh, this is really good. I really like the way the ending turned out. And then I feel like I've been just kind of sitting and waiting. And like, is it just me? And then talking to other people and saying, no, no, it's not just you. Like, this is a legit film. Yeah. I honestly had to keep reminding myself that this was an indie film because I was like, this does not feel like an indie film at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. The quality is honestly like superb. Mm -hmm. And it was just... A mind fuck in the best way of like, <laughs> I know her. That's my friend. Like, we met in a fucking terrible theater company together. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. That fucking shit show. So lifetimes ago. Lifetimes ago, literally. <laughs> you know, and when you're when you're in a project that's terrible or a, a theater company or, or whatever that's terrible, you tend to gravitate towards the person who's like knows what time it is and who's also aware it's terrible. So that's basically how Nicole and I came to be friends. It's like, this is a shit show, right? It's like, okay, cool. It's not just me. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> also, you're phenomenally talented and above all of this bullshit. Did we just become best friends? Yes. I think we fucking did. <laughs> uh, and then to just see this like real deal movie. And it's like, that's my fucking girl as the lead. Like, ah, it's so cool. Aw, thanks. I'm so proud of you. I can't even handle it, honestly. You were so good. Thanks, Mo. Yeah, really. You did a really phenomenal job, honestly. Thank you. And I didn't even, and you sneaky fuck. I didn't even realize how good you were until the end. And I was like, well, fuck. It was even better than I thought. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I really have to say, too, like a lot of your scenes. It's not like you're making these grand monologues or anything. So, so much of it is these little just micro expressions on your face. And it's, it brings so much to the character. Like I can't even express. It's so hard to bring depth to a character without saying a lot. And you did that so beautifully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And coming from a theater background, it took a lot of, frankly, trust in Eddie and his vision because you know, not exactly the most trusting person. And I am always like, was more concerned about how thin I would look. Yes, I know. <laughs> Actresses around the world. Yes. You look fucking gorgeous. But but again, it's like I came in more concerned about, you know, and they didn't even do full body shots. And if they did, you're in a hazmat suit. So yeah, which is not super flattering. Yeah, exactly. I lost all that weight and they put me in a hazmat suit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But really, Eddie was consistently w working with me. And when I would have those smaller moments was right there to say, yes, what you just did right there was correct. And it really only took a couple of times of him speaking up in that way for me to start to actually trust my own instincts in those moments. Because I had already done a significant amount of research into astrobiology, exobiology, and, you know, was doing the whole science thing. And then I realized my instincts were spot on because 
since I had that foundation of all of the science research, I was able to just trust that I knew all of that. And then from there, actually, like I was saying before when I was exhausted, but even, even before the chemo, I was able to really just lock in and be in those moments. And, you know, it helps when you have a director that's like, that was great, because you don't always get that. Yeah. It, sometimes it's like, cut, moving on, and you have to kind of be like, well, I guess he wouldn't keep it if it was bad, so... <laughs> right. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, that's when you call your husband Sabi, be like, I don't know if I'm doing okay! And it's like... That may or may not have also happened. <laughs> <laughs> And I obviously know Nicole's husband, Sheku, who's a delight and a joy. And most importantly, a Scorpio. Fun <laughs> fact. So me and Fun him facts. are very simpatico in that, like, yeah, they wouldn't have kept it. You would have been cast if they didn't like what you're doing. They wouldn't have kept the take if they didn't like what you're doing. But Nicole is a cancer, like Amy. Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. I'm like, am I doing okay? Do you like me? What's happening? Like, can I do anything for anybody else? Like, thank you. Exactly. Here's all of me. Do you need more, though? Like, what can I give? Exactly, exactly yes. Amy. Exactly. Yes. You and Too me. Too relatable. I'm fascinated by the fact that you did actual research into astrobiology for this role. Because I feel like most people would be like, eh, fuck it. They'll tell me what I need to say. Like, it's fine. Well... Honestly, I do feel like that comes from my theater background. It's like, you better research the crap out of this and, you know, do all of that. And so I was like, let's, let's go all in. I went to like the World Science Festival. and <gasps> Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. God, all of this. It was so cool. Is there anything you learned that you really like really stuck out to you that you're just like, holy fuck, this is crazy. So actually, first of all, the big takeaway, because it wasn't the, the session I attended was about actually how science is typically portrayed in the arts. Interesting, yeah. And they were discussing how if you tell a compelling enough story and you get people to care, people will want to know more about the science. They will be interested. They will follow along. So that immediately caught my attention. And within that same session, um, this stuck with me the entire time I was filming. They talked about how science isn't as much about finding the truth as it is about finding more truth. Ooh. Oh, I love that. That kind of gave me chills, honestly. It, yeah, yeah. Literally same. Like, I don't know if that's weird, but I loved that. Yeah. No, for, for me, so every time I it, that carried throughout. And then there were the other funny things. Like I, of course, got Neil deGrasse Tyson's, what is this, astrophysics for people in a hurry. And then promptly like read two pages and then it was gathering dust. And that's kind of when I found that (laughs) you've done all of the research. There's a reason why you're too busy to read this book. It is all okay. Yeah. (laughs) And again, I feel like that's just my own approach. Frankly, Amy, it is that whole, how many layers can I have to be sure that you will like me and that I will do this well? Yep. But then also at the same time, how much of that actually layered in in those quiet moments i i feel like was helpful but honestly when i when you look at the lines it's not like those uh, i guess the doctor tv shows where you're like i'm saying all of these things uh jargon 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 yeah yeah yeah. i have to admit if i were cast in one of those i probably wouldn't go as deep with it i just know how to pronounce the words (laughs) and look like you know what the fuck you're talking about exactly well even with few words you always looked like you knew what the fuck you were talking about i will say that guys yeah fuck yeah are there any like interesting or funny 
behind the scenes stuff that happened or like stories from set or something. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the scenes dish. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hot goss <laughs> all the time. Takes a sip of water to ponder. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's doing it. All right. I feel like I have to join in. Gosh. I mean, well, first of all, the first part of the filming took place out in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Honestly, a lot of the hilarity came when we were shooting in Canada, in Calgary, because, okay, so I fully admit I'm a coffee snob. Australians, it's either you, they take their coffee very seriously, but that's like, you got your lattes, your cappuccinos, love that. <laughs> when they came out to Calgary, if you're not a latte or cappuccino, it's just instant coffee with hot water. Ooh, get so- out of here. <laughs> So this idea mm. of like having like the the box of Joe on set just kind of blew their mind, Oof. but it did not. <laughs> I, That's like standard. They were like, "Oh, you just you just don't you don't do." Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think I know that's kind of a small thing, but for what? luckily the Canadians and and uh, and the American cast that came in were like, "Okay, we're all in on this, right? We we agree. Like this is." You. But I'll tell you right now, they it's fine. You you could find Eddie Aria tips on Eddie Aria with his his little instant coffee. No, thank you. Which was also mostly milk and sugar. It, it has to be because it's gross. No, sorry to put you on the spot, Eddie, but let's be real. <laughs> um. So yeah, between that and then honestly, the getting in out of the cold, I I can't. So we we did have a trailer. But I mean, my gosh, those hazmat suits. So I think the biggest hilarity, if you picture like Box of Joe with crew members coming in to get warm, four hazmat suits splayed out everywhere, people trying to get like stinky wool socks. I mean, that's the kind of behind the scenes stuff. And then it's like, okay, now you have to get back in your hazmat suit and go out and get the takes. Were there any scenes or or moments that particularly that you loved doing or stood out to you or anything like that. This is where I have to pause to be sure I'm not spoiling anything because a lot of my favorite scenes have to do with those final scenes. Oh yeah. Because especially we, we filmed those final scenes of the movie. Those were some of the last scenes I actually filmed before I was wrapped, which is a rarity for those of you that don't know. Typically, I mean, we filmed everything else out of order. So filming those, the final scenes that are, you know, at the end of the film, not only was it incredibly cathartic because of course, at the time I was still going through chemo. Mm. So I was able to actually layer in that connection with Lauren and also able to just, you know, have that emotional connection and that release personally. Mm. So I think those were by far some of my favorite scenes to film. I'm like, sorry, guys, I can't say more until you go see the film. <laughs> yeah, go see the film. <laughs> no spoilers. Go see it. That Those were by far. I was trying to think there there really is no other answer. I'm like, ah, I could fudge it and say something else. But it's those moments where you just really connect and are in the space and it's all finally come together. The whole journey and everything you've all been doing in this entire time. Yeah. It all kind of syncs up. There's a moment where the sound guy paused which never happens, he asked Eddie to cut for a second so that he could reposition himself because he wanted to be sure that my audio was being captured properly. Because he's like, 
Eddie, I'm so sorry, but I need to get this. This is really good. And it's a rarity that within a scene, first of all, that anyone other than the director is like, this is really good. So anyway, I hope that makes sense. But of course, is there anything else you want to add uh, before we, we close up this, this puppy? Yeah. I mean, I guess obviously everyone go see the film. Yeah. Yeah, Which comes out August 20th, correct? Yes, ma'am. In select theaters and on demand? Yes. Do we know where? Those details should be coming out shortly. Great. Obviously before the release date, we will all know. Uh, And yeah, other than that, I think just, uh, I feel like you both have done such a great job pumping up the film. I ditto to all of that. (laughs) It deserves all of this hype. It's fucking great. You did such an amazing job. Thank you. Yeah, and I think I would just leave people with the pondering of... I hope people will appreciate all of the beauty, which we've already discussed, but layered within the suspense of the film. And then I I hope that everyone can kind of connect to Lauren's struggle connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I feel like we all yearn to connect to something. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it'll people can relate to that or my hope is that they'll all relate to that. And also be just as delighted by the twist at the end and go see it a second time right after. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Um, You do have a little like monologue towards the end that is absolutely (gasps) so beautiful and so So relatable. I like literally had to like write part of it down in my phone because it was just so amazing. Like suffocating in your own skin. Mm. Just like, oh, so beautifully put and just like so beautifully acted. Yes. Again, yeah, I'm like, none of that is in the trailer, right? No, I can't see any of that. Yes, was also phenomenal to film. The, how can I be as vague as possible? The big expanse scene, I could say with the the mountains in the distance. Yes. It's like, everyone, you have to go see this film because the dopest stuff is actually all throughout and not in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. For once, I feel like they always blow it in the trailer. And I'm like, so basically I just fucking watched the movie. Thanks. I don't need to see that. Great. I literally was just going to say that. That's also another thing that I so appreciate. One, it was very funny because, as you know, uh, when I watched the trailer, because I've been a disaster person of getting back to people like three weeks later, just because I've, I'm not handling my life well Girl, or like it. time management yeah. well. So when I finally was able to watch the trailer, like two weeks after you sent it to me, I couldn't handle my life. I was at work and I literally was like, I can't even text her. I have to call her right now because it's, I, I can't handle how incredible this movie is. The, just the trailer. And then, and then I was like, even though I've been hearing you talk about filming this for years, I apparently had no idea what the fuck this movie was about. <laughs> and the oh thing, and that's the thing, trailers, they give away like the entire movie in the trailer, but the trailer for this is so good. And it's, it sucks you in. And even so, you watch it and you're like, what the fuck is going on? What's happening next? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where this is going. It's so engaging. It's so wonderful. And it absolutely deserves best sci-fi at the Montreal Independent Film Festival. Fucking rad. I completely agree. Fuck yeah. Congratulations again. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you again. And thank you both for having me on your dope ass show, man. Of course. of course. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. So where can they find more info about the movie on the gram? They can follow Eddie at Eddie Aria and also at Vertical Entertainment, who will be distributing the film. They will both have all of the information you need to find out where to screen it and or see it in select theaters on August 20th. Amazing. We're going to... 
we're going to put that in our show notes so you guys can follow the movie and it drops on August 20th on demand and in select theaters. We'll let you know where that is when that information drops. And Nicole, my darling, it has been such a joy. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much, ladies. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure to get to talk to you for the first time and meet you virtually. Same. So I would be remiss if I didn't ask, do you have any spooky or like paranormal things that have ever happened to you? It's totally fine if you say no. Because I have never had anything spooky or paranormal really happen to me. On the spot, no. Okay. No, not It's really. fair. That's definitely not fucking true. What That's are you not talking about? <gasps> Monique is calling out Nicole so hard right now. I love this. I am. What spooky Girl. things have happened to me? I have brain cancer. Maybe I forgot. <laughs> How your dad shows up. Oh, is that supernatural? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I fucking think like, so. It's not even that weird. It's fine. I'm like, I thought you were talking like hauntings and things like that. Anything. If you saw that's, a UFO, that's... if like, I don't know, shadow people. Amy needs someone to see a fucking UFO. I just want it so bad, Monique. I will beg anyone. <laughs> she just wants so much for it to be a UFO. Uh, oh, yeah. So basically, um, so my father passed away when I was 14 and um, he worked for United Van Lines moving company. And our family's a big believer that dragonflies are people we have lost who are coming to visit us. So every so often, especially when I'm feeling kind of low or upset, I'll happen to, to like see a United Van Lines truck, which should I mean... I don't know why they would be on the East Coast because they're mostly a Colorado West and from their West kind of company. So if sometimes I'll see a United Van Lines truck or I'll just randomly see a dragonfly and be like, hey, dad, what's up? I love that. And it was this year you had an MRI right around your birthday. No, was this year? Yes. Every every year now because it's I get MRIs every three months. So they just happen to line up. So I believe it was this year, yeah, it was this year or last year, that it was your birthday was like in a day or two, and the MRI was like coinciding with that. And I left my apartment, and right in front of me was a United Van Lines truck. Mm -hmm. And I took, I don't know if you remember, I took a picture of it being like, your dad's wishing you happy birthday, and he's letting you know that the MRI is going to come out clear. I do. I do remember that. Which again, in Hell's Kitchen, a United Van Lines truck in Hell's Kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you barely see moving vehicles because it's so fucking congested on all the streets. Like, they're so tiny. Yeah. Exactly. And United Van Lines specifically is, like, because I've seen all the other ones. Like, the the Oz ones and the, you know, all the other ones. But that was the only time I'd ever seen United Van Lines. That's great. You just gave me chills telling that story, by the way. Yeah. I'm like, oh, is that supernatural? It is. I guess it's it's been a long enough time, you know, (laughs) coming up on 20 years here. So I'm like, oh, right. I've just kind of gotten used to being like, oh, hey, dad. Hey, dad. Hey, dad. His name was Vince. So sometimes, of course, every show I'm watching now has some character called Vince or Vincent. Not that, not even on purpose. Random episode of Criminal Minds. And it's like, Vince. Hey, dad. <laughs> I love that so much. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I was like, well, thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Monique. I would never have thought of that. So... <laughs> Yes. I'm sorry Monique called you out so Monique's hard like, right there. excuse me? It's like, um, <laughs> but I would never right thought of it that way, but it is true. It's like, no, I just believe. Well, that was like, that was like when, when I uh, hit up a friend of mine who's uh, an identical twin 
to ask him about twin telepathy when I was researching that episode, if he ever had it. He's like, oh my God, no, I wish. Except for like this and this and this and this. I'm like, sweetheart, that's twin telepathy. I was like, if you know every time your brother's going to call right before he calls and he lives in fucking Australia and you live in New York, that's twin telepathy. That's awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, we're so obsessed with you. Thank you so much for for coming on out. Yeah. Uh, guys, check out Risen. It drops August 20th on demand and in select theaters. We're going to update you as to where, where you can find all of that on our gram. Also follow Eddie Aria. It's A-R-Y-A, correct? Correct. And Vertical Entertainment. On the gram, you can find me at Pinup Girl Mo. You can find me at Lobotomy. Guys, keep it cute. Keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.